You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. What's up, church? How are you all doing? Hey. My name is Jeremy, and I have the awesome privilege of speaking to you guys today and sharing the Word and what God's put on my heart. And before I get into it, I just wanna say a huge thank you to this church, to every single leader, every single person that's seen things in me that I didn't even see in myself. It was a few weeks when Steve just spoke to me and he was like, hey, you're preaching on the 16th of August. And I was just like, really? Me? Okay, sweet. But every single point in my life, I was a little year nine kid. I think the first time I led worship that... Uh, 5 p.m. service, I was like 16. And I always, I'm always confused why they let me do things and I'm confused why I'm here. But hey, God speaks through many things and He'll speak through me, amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanna say a huge thank you because to every single, I'm sure I'm not the only one of people that have been, felt like they couldn't do something, but something spoke life into them. And I'm, I'm grateful to be able to share the word today. And I hope it inspires you. I hope it gives you perspective. And I hope, yeah, you get something from it. So today I'm gonna to be speaking on, this is my, my title of my message. You can check it out in your notes. If you didn't know, now you know. There is an Elam Christian Center app that has all the notes, all the details of the sermon. You can look through it, add in your stuff. But if you don't have the Elam NZ app, you can pull out your phones, your notebooks, take some notes because I think the importance of a message is not that it's preached and said and, and spoken and then we just leave and don't really think about it, which to be honest, I do quite often and I'm convicted in this moment right now. Um, but the, the purpose of a message is that we can go home after this, after it's done, look at what's been preached and be able to add it to our lives so that we can go into our Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, up until that Sunday and, and, and continuing and be able to apply it to our lives. And I think that's the importance of a message. Um, so my message title, what you can write down, is called Seek the Kingdom, Not the Clout. Ooh. Don't seek that clout. You might be super confused what clout means. Clout pretty much means like, I've got it written down here just to make sure I don't get it wrong. Clout means pretty much position, power, and the material things that we long for and has high prestige. That's a big word, prestige. Do I really know what it means? I don't know. Pretty much all the things that you kind of hold value to and like you like long for. I know a lot of people think about clout when they think of big famous brands that they're trying to get. They're like, oh, that guy's got that, that, that brand, that off-white shoe or whatever it is. I, I'm, I'm not about that, but here we are. So today I'm, I'm preaching on a message that comes from a verse, a chapter in Matthew 6, verse 33. And it, it goes like this. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And we often hear this message at church, we often hear this chapter and these verses in church, but we kind of don't really hear the rest of it. We hear that one bit about seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you, but we don't really know where that comes from. And today I wanna preach a message, more like teach a message about the whole chapter in Matthew 6 from verse 19. And um, yeah, I hope that it gives you perspective. I hope it inspires you. But before we get into it, let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this awesome opportunity, God, that I have to preach your word. Father, I pray that you would speak through it. I pray that every single bit would be your words and not mine. And God, I pray as we, we talk about this, this topic of seeking first your kingdom, God, I pray that in the society that we're living in where we feel like we're, see, we're trying to seek the kingdom, but there's so much other things in the way. God, we're trying to seek you, but there's, there's so many things pulling us away from the truth of who you are. So God, I pray that as this message is shared, God, I pray that people will gain perspective to see actually as we seek first 
who you are. As we seek first your kingdom, God, then you'll give us everything we need. But God, I pray that we would get that first bit of seeking first your kingdom in the right place. And God, I pray that you'd speak through my words. I pray that this place would be um, a real peaceful and a real holy place. And wherever they are in their rooms and their houses, God, I pray your spirit is there with them. And I pray that you would just breathe through this message. In Jesus' name we all said, amen, amen. amen. Well, when I first thought of this, this scripture and this verse, I started to think about this game that we often play um, with a bunch of the young adults and my mates. It's called sardines. You guys might have no idea what that is. And you're like, why are we playing a game that involves fish and smelly things? It's not about sardines. If you think about sardines, they're like packed and crammed. But pretty much this game is like one person goes and hides. They're like, go find a spot. We'll do it in a house or sometimes we've done it at church. Sorry, Steve, if we weren't supposed to do that, but we play it at church sometimes. <laughs> and one person goes and hides and everybody else has to go find that one person. And it's, it's a pretty fun game because you end up having like heaps of people, just like, like 15, 20 people stuck in like one corner of a room or stuck like hiding somewhere. And there's like one person left in the end of the game, just like, where is everyone? And they find like a group of 15 people like underneath a table. It's a pretty fun game. But what made me think about this game is often in our, in our lives and with our Christian faith and our Christian walk, imagine God is that one person that goes and hides. I'm not saying God is hiding. He's not, he's visible, but just use the analogy for now. Imagine God was, went and hid and his whole world, whole creation, whole everybody is seeking for him. We all are, we're on a pursuit to find God in the midst of everything. And just imagine that everybody is seeking and trying to find this one person and his name is Jesus and say, I found it. Say, you guys found it. Say, you found it. And you found him and you stayed with him and you just sat there and you sat in his presence and, and you were like, wow, this is amazing. But you never left there. You never left that moment. Often what happens in a game of sardines is like, you might be with a group of friends and you'll be walking around and then you, you like, you stumble upon the person but you don't wanna make it known to everybody else that you found them. So you kind of hide it, you walk around, and you're like, I don't know where that person is. And then you wait till everybody's gone and you'll find that spot again. But I think with God, it's a different story. Often we do do that. We'll find God and we'll just be like, I'm content with this. But we, we seek that kingdom, we seek Jesus, but then we don't build His kingdom. We seek, but we don't build. And my, my hope is out of this message is we would understand what it looks like to seek His kingdom, but also build it. So then when we find that, like imagine if we had, like if I had the cure to COVID-19 right now, I would wanna make sure that everybody knows about it. You know, we have the cure to hope, we have the cure to um, freedom, we have the cure to peace, and His name is Jesus, but we wanna make sure that if we know that, we've found that, that we tell people about it. So my heart after this message is that you would seek, but you'd build. So my first point for you guys to write down, check it out in your notes in the, in the app or pull out your notes is the first point. And I want it to be a question to ask yourself, that, for me to ask myself, because I think everybody needs to hear it. I think a preacher shouldn't be like a person who is perfect because I'm not. So the first one I want you to write down and ask yourself is, what do I treasure? When I was younger, I was probably around the age of seven or 10 or something like that. I used to love my PlayStation Portable. PSP for short. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's like everything I wanted as a child. I used to love playing games, but this thing was portable. It was no longer I needed a TV. It was on this little device. I was able to take it everywhere, play like Tekken and Crash Bandicoot and all those kind of games. I used to love it. But one day, one horrific, terrifying day, I put it on the top of my dad's car, just like if you know me, I lose a lot of things and I misplace a lot of things. It's just classic me, classic Jeremy. I put it on top of the car 
And I, w- I wasn't going with my dad to the location. I don't know why I put it on the back of the car when I wasn't even going with him. And I just watched it as he drove away down the driveway and the PSP went under the tires and just smashed, cracked, gone. I remember going, if you know me, I don't cry a lot and it's something I'm working on. I even asked God to help me cry. It sounds like a weird prayer, but I feel like I'm not empathetic half the time. I'm just like, they're there, they're there. <laughs> but so I've been praying about that. Help me, pray for me. Actually, I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't wanna be, anyways. <laughs> I remember that day though, in particular, I went to my room and cried for like two hours. I was like, my PSP, I had the broken pieces in my hand and I was like, my PSP, my favorite thing on earth. I was so sad. Um, But I treasured that thing so much. And throughout this verse, throughout this chapter, I'm gonna teach what Matthew 6 talks about. And each verse has some real gold on how we can actually seek first his kingdom. So the first bit is actually in verse 19. It starts off there. So Matthew 6, verse 19 says, don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. How many people get the job they want? They get the cars they want. They get everything they wanted in this world. They get that job, they get promoted, but yet they're still so unhappy. They still feel like they don't have it together. They still feel like they don't have that thing that's missing and it's that, for better words, that God-shaped hole in their heart. And I think with treasures on earth, like everything that we long for, I think, honestly, if we actually didn't have some of those things, you might be more happy, we might be more peaceful, we might be full of joy. And this, this verse is saying, actually, let's seek for treasures in heaven. You might be confused, what, what are treasures in heaven? What are those? You might be, you might be like so confused even what treasure in heaven is. <laughs> But I want, as, as I think about what treasures in heaven could look, look like, we often wanna be rich on earth, but why don't we aim to be rich in love, rich in mercy, rich in grace, rich in kindness, to be compassionate, to be humble and to be forgiving. I'm sure none of us would be like, oh dang, I was so compassionate on earth. I was so humble on earth, I was so forgiving. I wish I wasn't, I wish I just had all the clout, all the things, everything I wanted and hated everybody else and everybody didn't like me. I'm sure that's not the story you want. I'm sure you'd want people to look at you and be like, man, he was compassionate, man, he loved Jesus. He seeked first his kingdom and that's what I desire. And I hope that we would actually be able to, as we go through this, learn to find a place where we can do that, where we can be rich in love, rich in mercy, because God is and he gives it freely to us. The second point, second question I want you guys to ask yourself, for me to ask myself, is what is my view? Everybody say view. Hey, let's go. Um, It was a a few weeks ago and I was driving in Botany Town Centre and I was just chilling. I just got like a tile thing for your keys. I often lose my keys. I mentioned I lose a lot of things. Um, It it pretty much tracks my keys. But I had just gone to my car and I was like too busy like focusing. I got this new thing opening the package. And I wasn't really looking at my view around the place, looking through my rear view mirror. And as I reversed, as I put put the car in reverse and reversed backwards, I, I may or may not have hit someone. And... Yeah, my car is probably worse than their car. But I wasn't looking at my view. You know, in verse 22 to 23, it says, your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if that light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. 
you know, I want you guys to ask yourself is, what is my view? I think often when we look at the scripture, when you look at this thought, we can often think of maybe the things that we let into our eyes. I think the first thought is like movies, TVs, whatever you're filling your eyes with. And that can probably be the first thought, but I think it's bigger than that. I think it's deeper than that. I think the question to ask ourselves is that if our eye is a lamp and it needs to be healthy, what is my view? How do I view myself? How do I view this world? How do I view God? You know, if we, if we have the right view of God, if we know that I am loved, if we know that we are cared for, we know that He's providing for us, we know that as we seek first His kingdom, that He will give us everything we need, I think our view would dramatically change. I think we're in a culture where I, that it seems almost godly, some of the things that we hear, you know, love yourself. But the Bible is pretty clear is that you love God and you love others. That seek first His kingdom, you know, that we love Him first. And I think in the culture that we're in, it's so easy to seem like we're following God, but we're not. And that's all to our view. You know, Romans 12, 12 says it like this. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed. Don't conform, transform. By the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. I think a good question to always ask yourself is what is my view? Who are the things, what are the things that is changing my view? Is it my social media, is it my TV? I'm not saying like quit out of all those things and go like dark, but I mean, if you wanted to, you could. Sometimes I think about it. But all I'm asking is to check yourself and be like, what is my view? How do I view the world? How do I view people? How do I view the things of God? How do I view God? Sometimes we have a mixed up view of who God is and that's really important to find who He truly is. And you know what? The Word is the best place to go for that. The Bible, if you don't know what the Word is, just in case. (laughs) The third question I want you to ask yourself is, who am I serving? When I was thinking about this, I was like, I wonder what I could share about who am I serving? And the only thing I could think about is sports, but I'm not the most sporty. I mean, I like playing sports, but I don't support any like, teams or anything to be particular, but I I seek some advice, I seek some friends on what some sporting things would be, I guess, a dispute. And when you think about serving two masters, and and this verse says, if I'm 24, it says, no one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You'll be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. I think the first thing I thought about was the All Blacks and the Wallabies. You can't serve the All Blacks and love the Wallabies. You can't do that. It's like Australia and New Zealand. You can't, if we change this verse, it would look like this. No one can serve the All Blacks and the Wallabies for you will hate one and you will love the other. You'll be devoted to one and you will despise the other. You can't serve the All Blacks and the Wallabies. It's the same thing in your life. You can't serve God, you can't serve money. You can't serve God, you can't serve social media. You can't serve God and serve pretty much anything. It's like God has to be that first thing. What you can do is you can serve God and I serve social media. I can serve God and I serve everything else in my life. Is that we've got to look at it and be like, is God that, that first thing? Is God that first thing I'm seeking? And so that's, that's what, I want you, what I want you to ask yourself is, who am I serving? My fourth thing I want you guys to ask yourself is, what are my worries? I think this, this verse is really beautiful from 25 to 32. It says, That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly Father feeds them. 
And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows your needs. I think I got pretty like immediately convicted when I read this verse, because I was like, I had already written my message and then I was like trying to decide what to wear and I took about like maybe half an hour. I was like, do I put this on? Do I put that? And then I read it. It was like, don't worry about what you wear. And I was like, oh, right. Thought about going to Kmart and just getting some random clothes and putting them on, but I was like, ah, maybe not. <laughs> but it's so true and I, I, was, I was actually thinking about it too. It's the, the part in here where it says, Look at the birds, they don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. The first thing I thought about was, if you didn't know, now you know, that we went into lockdown on Thursday. Was it Thursday? Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday, Wednesday. It was on Wednesday, we went into lockdown. And you, it was like immediate, it was 9.30 and I drove to Countdown, probably like, I didn't go to Countdown, drove, drove past. And there was already queues of people going into Countdown and I'm like, and they all got stacks of toilet paper, stacks of eggs, and I'm like, why do you need to store all that stuff? Look at the birds, they don't store food in barns, but yet we get so panic, panic, as soon as, as soon as something happens. But as we look at this and it's like, God saying, don't worry about those material things. And you know, in that few verses before, it says, don't store those treasures. It's like, often we get to a point where we're, we're like, I, I prayed and I, I seeked first and we'll get to that point soon. But I did all of those things, but yet I didn't get what I wanted. I didn't get the clothes I wanted. I didn't get the job I wanted. I prayed for that job, but I still didn't get it. And sometimes we get into a moment where we worry with God. We're like, God, you promised me this. God, you said that this would happen. As we looked at this verse, you said that as I seek you, you give me all that I need. So why don't I have it? And that leads me to that fifth point of whose kingdom am I seeking? I think we can so easily get this verse mixed up. It goes like this from verse 33, it says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he'll give you everything you need. I think we can get it mixed up when we're like, I'll seek first the kingdom of God and then one, we forget the and live righteously, which is a pretty key part in this. And if you don't know what that means, it, it means to just be right with God. And you might be here and you don't know God and, and that's totally okay. We, we welcome every single person and, we're not, and we wanna say that, you know, you might feel in this moment that you're far away from God and that you're not close to Him and, and maybe you've done a whole bunch of stuff and you're, you're looking through all of this and you're like, do I deserve a God like this? The thing is that He does love you and that He, he wants to actually be in your life and we're gonna have a moment where you can make that decision soon to know God but, and to be right with God, to live righteous. Um, but this verse, we can get so mixed up because it says, seek first the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. What we miss is that it says here, he'll give me everything I need, not everything I want. And I think the situation that we're in as a country, as a nation, in a world is pretty hard because you might've been brought up in church and been told things like, if I pray, I'll get what I want. You know, when I was a kid, I prayed for an Xbox. I'm glad I didn't get the Xbox because <laughs> that's not the right prayer to pray. But it can also be kind of hard when you say you've lost your job. 
say COVID-19 took away your job and your business and you've been praying and praying and praying, but still you're not getting that back. And maybe you're praying and praying and praying for these things in your life or, or you've built up all these treasures on earth. You've built up, you've got the cars, you've got the house and you've got everything you wanted, but it's all crumbling down. And then we get to this point, you're like, but God, I seeked you. God, I did everything, but I didn't get what I wanted. And it's because he said he'll give us everything we need, not everything we want. And maybe in that moment, you know, even right now, it's like, I don't wanna be in lockdown. I don't wanna be here doing this, but maybe this is what I need. Maybe this is my opportunity to actually get what I wanted because actually not what I needed, which was time with God. Maybe what I needed was some peace in this situation. Maybe because I've lost all those treasures and those things that I wanted so deeply, God's saying, you don't need those things. And he's saying, this is what you need and you need me because <laughs> we all need him. We all need more of him. And there's never a point in our lives where we should be, I'm all good. I think Kanye West said it really good. He said, we got everything we need. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> it's a banger of the song. You should look it up. It's called Everything We Need, Kanye West. Never thought I'd quote him in church. Actually, fun, fun fact, I, I quoted Kanye West in my yearbook for year 13, and they said I couldn't use Kanye quotes. I bet I could use it now, so. Just saying, I was prophetic. Um, <laughs> but I think we need to seek the kingdom of God above all else. And as I said before, it's like we get this thing wrong where we're like, I seek the kingdom of God, and you might get that, and you might seek him, but then we don't build. Or we, don't, we go and how many times... How many times I've, I think in this last two weeks, I've really struggled with this. I almost didn't wanna share this message because it was too convicting to myself. And I was like, how can I preach a message that I'm struggling in myself? And then in that moment, I was like, man, the enemy really wanted that. He wanted trying to make me feel like I couldn't preach on something that I'm working through. But actually, let's just be real, that we all get into patterns in our lives where, you know, lockdown and when we were in it last time, <laughs> it was really good to spend time with God. You could wake up and spend an hour, you had no other worries in your life, but why don't we bring that into our daily life that we seek first before everything else? And you might wonder, how do I do that? How do I seek first His kingdom? I, and I have some questions for you guys to ask yourselves is, do I have a place to have my quiet time? Quiet time is a random word that you might not understand. And quiet time pretty much means a place that you can be quiet. It's kind of in the word, quiet time. But with God, so you could find a place, I want, you, I want to encourage you, find a place in your house, a time, set it. And I encourage you, I know some people are like, I, I, I find it easier to do it at night or I find it easier to do it in the day. But I might challenge that as like, it's the word that you just said was I find it easier. When was our faith had to be, I found it easier. Because sometimes it means we need to take a bit, bit of a step towards God and be like, I'm, this might be a struggle. I don't wanna wake up at 5 a.m., but I'm gonna do it for you, Jesus. I'm gonna seek first your kingdom. Because otherwise I'm like, I could seek first my breakfast, and often I do. But <laughs> actually I'm gonna seek first his kingdom and see what happens with that. And I encourage you to do that. Is to also to apply all the things above, to look at these lists and look at these things and ask yourself these questions. What do I treasure? Is Jesus and the things of God, the things that I'm treasuring and building up treasures here in heaven? Here on heaven, here on earth, here is in heaven. <laughs> what is my view? To ask yourself that. To ask yourself, who am I serving? And what are my worries? Write them down, surrender them to God. He's here for a reason, to listen, to, to take, you know, like sometimes we go and talk to people, which is great. Go talk to people about your worries and your, your struggles and things you go through. But a person can't necessarily do much about that. 
But God, we forget that he's everywhere. We forget that he's in every situation, that he can actually do things about that, even when we don't know it. So surrender those things. And I wanna encourage you in the end of this is to also go out and build his kingdom. You know, as I said, you might be a Christian and you might have found Jesus, found the King, but don't just sit there with him like in the game of sardines. I found the person, I'm, I'm chill, I'm, I'm safe, but actually get out. You found it, but get out and go and love the people around you. Go and serve the people around you. Show the love of Christ to this world. I think as a church, we've gotten so easily stuck in our four walls. And might, right now you might be stuck in your four walls because of the situation we're in, but that doesn't stop us. We have social media. And any of this time, we've got so much to actually get out of these four walls. But even when we're on the street, walking down, maybe don't like speak right to them because they'll freak out. But there's little things that we could show the love of Christ. And I wanna encourage every single Christian, is, myself included, is what am I doing to build His kingdom? And not just, not, I'm not saying the church. The church is great and build the church, but don't just build that. Build the world as well. Take the church to the world. Um, take it out of these four walls. You know, the, the importance of these Sunday services that we do is that you would know God, that every person would know God. And I hope this message would help you know Him deeper. But also, deeper than that, because I, I think often we, we find a message and we'll come to these places and we think that that will be what builds my faith. But my prayer for this message is it will help you take a Sunday to a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Because often we come to church and we're like, oh, I did four services, that means I'm holy for the week. And oh, I've done everything I need for the week. But actually, God deserves our every moment, our every day. Honestly, He's done too much. He's done more than I can actually give. Like, there's not enough that I can give for the amount that He's done. You know, I could go and spend an hour with God in the morning, but it's still not enough. And that might seem like crazy. I'm not here to judge people. You know, you can spend whatever time you need with God, but that's, that's for you and your faith. But I think if anything, we need to give everything of what we have to God. I think verse 34 also sums this whole thing up really well though. And I think for the time we're in, it, it, I hope that this blesses you is verse 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And I think today's trouble, worry about today, worry about your moments with God today, worry about what you're gonna do after this service. Are you gonna go spend that time with God if you haven't already? Are you gonna set a time tomorrow morning, set a date, set a place, find a place in your house, a seat, a couch, go for a walk? I think right now we need walks because we need to be outside in the nature to see people, to be engaged with people, is to worry about the time we have to spend with God. Take each day at a time. And, and, and I encourage you, it's no point just coming here in these words, coming to church and, and seeing what we, we've done here and leaving it here. But please, Take your relationship with God to tomorrow. And if you don't know God, honestly, He gives a life and a life to the full. He's got so much in store for you. And honestly, if you would just say yes to Him and, and if you feel that that's your next step, honestly, as a person who's, who's lived this out, it, it, it's, not, it's something you won't regret. And I tell you that and I can, I can be sure on that because the amount of fun, the amount of life I've found in being a Christian, it's not a boring thing. It's honestly one of the most life-giving things you could ever do. So I wanna encourage you, build a relationship with God. And I hope this helps you. If you don't know how to do that, if you've been a Christian for ages and you're still struggling, I hope that this gave you faith. But if you're new and you're like, I don't know how to build this, that you'd be able to have some tips and some tools. But the most importantly is just to say, God, help. Because we need it. I need it. We all need it. So let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for 
this opportunity I've had to share, but more importantly, this opportunity you've had to speak. And God, I pray that as we go from this place, as we leave and we, we, we go into the world, whenever that may be, if that's on social media, if that's in, um, in our daily walks, or if that's just with the family, the people that we're surrounded by right now, God, will we be able to live out all of these words? God, I pray that you'd help us find a time and place and a space, God, to be able to seek you first. And God, I pray that in those moments, as your word says in Jeremiah, as we seek you and seek you with our whole heart, they will find you. And God, I pray that every person that feels like you are far, God, that you, they would feel you are close as they spent time with you. God, I feel like every single person that is really struggling to see, God, I wanted all these things, but I didn't get it. I pray you give them perspective to know that you will give them everything they need and not necessarily what they want. But God, I pray that as we go through these weeks, as we go through these days, we'd hold you as master, hold you in that place where you deserve of the first thing that I seek. And would you help us, give us strength, give us wilderness, wilderness? wisdom and boldness to take every single day as it comes. And I pray that our worries would not be about tomorrow, but we'd take every day at a time. And in Jesus' name we said, amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.